think it is. Would it be an incredibly huge spoiler if I said anything else? Well, if I did spoil the ending of Justified City Primeval, it would not be Justified. But it is a Justified City Primeval podcast here on Post Show Recaps covering the end of Justified City Primeval. That's all she wrote. Eight episodes in, eight episodes out, and we are officially done with Justified City Primeval. Enormous spoilers coming ahead. You should have watched Justified City Primeval, and if you haven't, do not listen any further to this podcast. We cannot be held accountable for telling you major spoilers that happen right here from the top. I'm Josh Weber. I'm joined here by Antonio Mazzaro. Antonio, that's a wrap. <laughs> That's a wrap on Justified City Primeval. Never shall we venture to Detroit again. We may, however, go back to Kentucky. We may have to go back, uh, yes. as they say on a different show, as look at that, a return to the Justified universe for Harlan's finest, Boyd Crowder, in a shocking final reveal here for Justified City Primeval. Uh, and it's a, a, I think a real, uh, a real shame to lead with that when there's also so much other stuff to talk about in a very eventful justified finale. But if I'm not talking about Boyd first, I feel like, oh God, I'm, I'm being very dishonest. I was very excited to see Boyd Crowder back on my TV screen. Same. And of course it'll be headline grabbing and people will be talking about this. Uh, and you're right. It is a shame to not talk about, which we will of course do the rest of justified city primeval, a season of television, Josh, which I really enjoyed. Yes. Uh, so it gives me hope that if there is more beyond uh, what we've seen uh, from these creators and this particular season of a justified revival, uh, whatever the promise of a potential Boyd Crowder story is, I do have hopes uh, that it won't ruin uh, or impact the story of Justified in the same way that this Justified City Primeval season did not. Yep, I totally agree. We'll talk that through in its entirety, but we've got a lot of other headlines as well. Raylan makes a fateful decision for the Oklahoma Wild Man. He makes a very big decision for himself as well. Kind of yada yadaing past the fact that Winona shows up here in the Justified yeah. finale as well, and the return of Willa and the ascension of Judge Carolyn Wilder. Uh, there is a lot to get into. Uh, and no, your podcast feed isn't broken. We missed last week's episode, uh, so we will cut, uh, cover some of what happened in the penultimate episode as well. Uh, that is my bad due to illness, so we had to miss last week's podcast. So we will cover some of what went down in episode seven. Uh, we got a little bit of a sweetie return, uh, like a sweet, a sweetie send off. Antonio, is that how you want to describe that opener to episode seven? That's a good way to put it. And we saw him in his element. We saw him with his talent on full display uh, and got an idea of what might have been with regard to Sweetie. Uh, we saw his hopes and dreams, uh, the ones that went up in smoke at the end of episode six. So we did get uh, a nice little uh, treatment for Sweetie there and a, a nice send off for us as viewers. It was difficult times, obviously, for Carolyn Wilder, for Raylan, uh, for people who had connected with Sweetie. Uh, it, it's a tragedy. I think everybody knows that. 
Uh, Trinnell uh, has a brother in New Mexico, Josh. That sounds like another prequel waiting to happen. Yeah. Uh, Trinnell heads out to New Mexico where prequels uh, and great shows sometimes take off. So who knows what, what, what he will find when he arrives in New Mexico uh, if he heads out there. But all in all, uh, a really sad moment, of course, at the end of episode six there, made all the more sadder uh, by living some time, spending some time with the people left in his wake and spending some time with his memory uh, and the things uh, that Sweetie really uh, made him so promising that he could have been, he could have had uh, the life that he could have lived. Um, seeing that at not an inflection point, but at a time uh, that was representative of where he goes from there, uh, it made the death even more difficult to accept in a lot of ways for me. Yeah, but at least the final image of uh, Vondi Curtis Hall as Sweetie wasn't him having to die listening to that chicken fat uh, music. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. You yeah. know, he gets to he gets to at least uh, grace our screens one last time in a in a more positive way. But play himself we'll, off the stage. Yeah, that's right. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about all of the character resolutions here uh, as we resolve the return to the Justified universe and get in on the conversation. Answer the question as it were antonio which i think at least one of the questions is was it worth it was it justified going back to justified so we'll talk that through where should we begin is it it's so hard not to begin with just like they brought boyd crowder back antonio they had did they have to bring boyd crowder back is this just like one of those like oh i can't do justified and not bring back boyd crowder like what did you think we were gonna do here what did you think we were going to do here? Are we going to let Boyd Crowder rot in prison for the rest of our lives? Are we going to live with headcanon that says, well, maybe he would have escaped or maybe he would have gotten some clemency or, you know, maybe there's a way out. Uh, I'm tired of doing that with our beloved TV shows, Josh. I'm happy that we at least now know that Boyd Crowder is out there. Uh, that said, I don't want anything else bad to happen to any of these characters. Raymond yeah. is out. His boots are off. He's on a boat falling asleep. Let the man be. Let the man have some peace. And the same thing can be said for Boyd Crowder. No one was harmed in the making of that escape. Uh, And as far as we know, and as far as it has to be, no one has to be harmed by Boyd Crowder. He can live happily in Mexico uh, with his lovely prison guard girlfriend, whatever that is going on there. Uh, Let that happen. Let big, uh, big Joker Harley Quinn energy to that final sequence. Yeah, yeah, a little Bonnie and Clyde, little Joker Harley Quinn. Yes, definitely uh, outlaw uh, and uh, his uh, outlaw that he is sharing time with. Uh, So something that I think that we saw the interesting pairing of Sandy and the Oklahoma Wild Man present throughout this season. Uh, and there was uh, there was some moments where they were working together, obviously, to set Skender up and things like that. But they spent most of the season not on the same page uh, here. It seems that Boyd uh, and uh, his paramour are on the exact same page. They're in the they're on the exact same word like they are lockstep. Uh, and if we weren't sure about that, uh, Boyd makes sure we know uh, and says, you know, what does he say exactly? He says that cleared up for you. <laughs> yeah, that cleared up for you. And Walton Goggins with the biggest shit eating Walton yes. Goggins grin yes uh really really incredible to Luis guzman uh uh, like a another thing where it's like oh yeah um, among the things i could tell you that happened in the justified finale is that boyd crowder returned and escaped from prison by getting one over on Luis guzman on on Uh, greendale on greendale colleges this is uh, greendale on greendale crime actually yeah Yeah, good point good point Uh yes 
<laughs> Good point. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mr. Hawthorne ha- hasn't spoken in quite a while. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do feel like that scene had something to do, uh, had something in common with Pierce Hawthorne's uh, uh, final uh, moments of Community, but uh, we could just Burn. leave that there and not talk about that any further. Um, it is so hard not to just speculate on well, what happens next? Boyd is out there. Raylan has quit. Raylan is not constrained by the restraints of his profession. He could go to Mexico. He could track Boyd down, this and that. Um, Boyd could be going and looking for Ava. Like the door is really open for a full on Harlan County revisited type of a season of Justified. And while I would absolutely love to think more about that and talk more about that, I think it is really important to observe the way in which the return of Boyd in, and really the escape of Boyd, Boyd's breakout, um, reflects so much of what City Primeval was all about, in my opinion, now that we know the full balance on it for Raylan Givens, which is, Raylan, you are in the game or you are out of the game, chaos will still be there. Like, chaos will still be out there. The human tornadoes of the world, the Oklahoma Wildmen or the Harlan County Wildmen are still going to be out there, and you, unlike Ash Ketchum, cannot catch them all. Uh, And I think that there is something really powerful to your observation of uh, connecting uh, Clement Mansell and Sandy to uh, Boyd and his new paramour, uh, like even just like that similar dynamic that the Oklahoma wild man is dead. Sandy is off in the wind, but there's a very similar echo that is happening with the original Boyd from one Boyd to another uh, in Boyd Holbrook to Walton Goggins. Uh, and I think it works. I think it works really well insofar as how it ties up the ending of city primeval Raylan Could he do what he used to do? He went to Detroit and found that, you know what? I don't really want to. I think I need to try and live my life a different way. But if anything is ever going to get him back in the game, here's the thing. And it's kind of left to us to figure out, well, will he go after Boyd or not? And in that sense, I kind of love it being open-ended like this. And we get to imagine, would Raylan go and try and track Boyd down? Yep, I agree. It's like a spinning top, right? Uh, we don't need yes. to know whether it falls over, where it stands, to know that we can live in the Schrodinger's universe where either could be true until one of them is proven to be the way. And I like living in that world where either could be true. I like my headcanon that, uh, hey, maybe even if Raylan decides he's going to go find Boyd, uh, that he ultimately realizes that Boyd is the guy who, yeah, maybe some of the uh, the words to Officer Guzman uh, were, not in, were not correct uh, or were not on the level, but the removal of the Nazi tattoo is real, right? The scarring over there is definitely real. That's a thing that's happened. Uh, and the love, love, love message that is shared by uh, Boyd uh, to his flock of uh, inmates, whether you want to call that a parish or a congregation or whatever it is, uh, his ministry there. Uh, I think that sentiment is real. I mean, he seems to have done pretty well with love uh, getting him out of jail. Uh, so maybe Boyd has turned a corner and perhaps if Raylan were to realize that uh, at some point he would drop any pursuit that he picked up. But I love the idea that he is over the fact that he even needs to pick it up. He needs no clearer sign that this is a no go than his first opportunity to get back on good terms with his daughter. They're out on a boat. He's so lazy and so bored that he's falling asleep. Yeah. His boots are off. I don't know why he wore them on the boat to begin with. Uh, but this is a guy who is yeah. in desperate need Isn't of some Sun's out, nails out. Isn't that yes. the rule? Yeah, sails out, nails out, That's sun's it. out, guns out. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
feed out uh i don't know what to rhyme that <laughs> okay. with but it could be nope. bad yeah uh-huh <laughs> yeah bad. none of that's good yes it could be a post on blue sky tweet um, out yeah yes. feed out tweet out uh yeah. but yeah this is a guy who he does not need a sign that this is not the right move he does not need a further sign then that's when the phone rings for boyd crowder raylan is literally sleeping as boyd crowder escapes yeah uh, and that is proof enough to me that raylan can look at the universe and be like not my problem not my circus not my monkeys like i don't need to manage all of the crazy people in the world it is not my job and the interesting thing that precedes this, of course, is that right before Raylan actually says he's retiring, he speaks to a station chief who is retiring uh, and a station chief, though very drunk uh, in a hilarious performance, basically tells Raylan, you know what, if you'd have asked me before, I'd have said no, but maybe I don't know. Maybe I feel like you've changed. I can tell you've changed. I think you are ready to be a station chief. And if you want to do that, I will recommend that to you. And it is perhaps whatever that person recognizes in Raylan as growth or change. That means that Raylan will be able to walk away from this, that he will be able to put this down and not go. But Josh, you said something to me before we podcasted that I think really does resonate with me, which is that Ava is still out there and Raylan knows where Ava is. And the idea that Boyd could be out of prison, uh, having made a threat or almost made good on killing Ava in the past. Right. Makes you wonder. And then they have the child together, which is another giant dangling like loose end as far as that goes. Yeah. And I think um, as much as what I would love for Raylan Givens, uh, and this is maybe like how you have your cake and eat it, too is like what I would love to imagine happens next. Raylan answers the phone because it's just going off the hook and eventually is rude not to pick up or at least curiosity gets the better. Uh, Raylan, it's art. Uh, Boyd Crowder escaped. We need your help. And Raylan says, good for Boyd and hangs up yeah. the phone, right? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and then, like puts his hat back over his head and falls back asleep. Uh, you know, uh, ideally like he gets his daughter safely back to shore uh, before he falls back asleep. Uh, yeah. But I would love for Rayla to just like kind of roll over and like, good for Boyd. Fine. Okay. I have at it. Good luck to him. Uh, let's see how that goes. Uh, not my problem. He could feel that way. Boyd Crowder could feel differently. Uh, You know, just because Raylan doesn't want to seek out Boyd Crowder doesn't mean Boyd Crowder (laughs) might not want to seek out Raylan Givens. Good point. Uh, As I live and breathe. As I live and breathe. Like, it is very, very on brand for a Boyd Crowder to, like, yeah, say he's going to Mexico, but either on his way there or on his way back, be brazen enough to swing through my old friend Raylan (laughs) Givens' house. Well, now, Raylan. Yeah, I kind of figured if anyone knows what happened to sweet Ava, you know, like yeah. he could come to Raylan, <laughs> I feel like. Uh, so Raylan actually might not have a choice to make, even if he makes the choice not to pursue. But yeah, I love living in this headspace of like imagining what comes next. Does this um, how, if at all, does this um, interfere with the we dug call together ending for you? Or do you feel like this is a cousin of that? I think it's it can be a cousin of it. It doesn't have to be. We're open ended still. I That's the part where. Uh, this the success of this season of Justified City Primeval, the way that they uh, made the screen pop with supporting characters. We had charming, charismatic villains. We had uh, bits of humor, bits uh, bits of ultra violence, like all the things that Justified is were present in this season. So that was all well and good. Uh, but and and that's it, it is a major testament that they did not uh, take Justified off the rails with this reboot. Uh, but that said, the, the the most precious thing about Justified to me at this point is that ending. 
And I think the you do run the risk unless you're repeating some kind of similar moment with that ending where Raylan makes the call not to gun Boyd down, to bring him in, and then to revisit him for sentimental reasons uh, and also to protect Ava. Uh, that, God, I just don't like the idea that that part of it could be jeopardized unless yeah. or until they communicate uh, or Raylan answers that phone or we know the outcome of any of this. Uh, that still is preserved, and I love that this season managed to do that further seasons could very much uh, jeopardize that and it would have to be really justified for that to be justified what do you think about this um we did justified city primeval we would have to workshop the name but what about justified city boyd evil i don't know uh but it's (laughs) it's boyd crowder's story this time around maybe you get a small orange slice of raylan givens at the very end of a boyd season of justified are you here for that Oh, that would be justified. I think I could deal with that. I could deal with that. Yeah. The thing that I I want to note, they did they went to great lengths, as I said, to give us some positive vibes about Boyd. Not that we needed them, but he has removed the Nazi tattoo, uh, and it's scarred over, but it's gone. Uh, and or at least some of that stuff, right? We don't know the full body look, but uh, what was on the arm is scarred over and gone. Uh, he there was a it was a victimless escape. Uh, they were very nice. Uh, he did to, seem probably to like uh, deeply wound the emotions of his flock. I would yes. imagine they're going to be very yeah. sad about this. They're going to be very sad that yeah, or maybe not. Maybe they'll be like, well, you know, he just he's he's out. now he got to yeah he got to be on a farm and run and play all he, he, he ascended he ascended yes, he ascended yeah. that's yeah. all we need to know yeah. he is not a leftover he has risen yeah he has risen uh but. They went to great lengths, I think, uh, the people making this show, to protect Boyd Crowder, and he he references Pancho Villa. He's still an outlaw. Uh, he puts Boyd Crowder's suit on, which I said to you, I think is so <laughs> funny, imagining the scene yeah. uh, where he's talking to his lover there and saying, you know what I'd like you to do is bring me that vest of mine I like so much. I, you vest. know, I'm a suit vest. No suit, just the vest. Uh, and a white shirt with, like, half sleeves. Like, yeah, just imagining how he wants to talk. I mean, what does she know? Are, were those the clothes that he was checked in wearing booked wearing mm. uh, and so that's that's what is taken out of personal effects is that is that what she did i mean i don't know but he puts the boyd crowder armor back on uh but no one got to the point that they got right like they got to the point where a uh, prison guard helped boyd escape and then proceeded to escape with him having uh made the bond as it yes, were flagrante uh, delecto th- that is the bondsman here uh <laughs> that you got to imagine like they get that close antonio they probably had a lot of conversations about what life was like for both of them before they met each other. Fair and Boyd probably at one point in time was like, you know, I'm a suit vest guy. Uh, you know, <laughs> I really got into like, I love a suit vest, pocket watch if you got one, one of my favorite things to wear. Yeah. And like, I don't know that he puts in the request or if she's like, you want a suit vest when you come out of here? He's like, oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love a suit vest. You That'd know, great. I love- yeah. Pancho Villa couldn't have said it better himself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the famous thing about Pancho Villa is, of course, he's an outlaw. There's there's all tons of stories, but he famously has a death mask uh, made of his face, the death mask of Pancho Villa. You can look it up. Uh, and that's the thing where it's like, I don't know why in my mind that's where I associate uh, with Pancho Villa more than anything is this yeah. death. I think I must have seen it as like a young child somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, when you're a young child and you gaze upon a death mask yeah um you'll remember that that carries yeah. i think i think you yeah. take that with if you. you google it it's fucked up it looks like teddy okay. roosevelt but right, uh, let me look at poncho yeah. via death mask <laughs> let's take a quick look at this 
Uh, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, uh, it's got like it, you know what? Uh, I don't know if you are uh, a um, salute your shorts guy, Antonio, but for anyone who is, that's Zeke the plumber. Oh, I know straight about up. Zeke the plumber. That's yeah, Zeke, Zeke the plumber, straight up. Salute your shorts, borrowed Poncho Villa's face. I was today years old when I found that out. <laughs> well, regardless. Uh, you know, famous for being an outlaw, famous for being uh, everything that he was, but also famous for being dead. Uh, and that's the part where I'm like, OK, Boyd, you are still an outlaw. This is all good. You didn't hurt anybody. This is all good. But you got to be really careful now. Like there's a world where if you want, uh, when you can escape from prison and you can make it to a remote beach in Mexico, maybe your friends will start showing up. And that is all great. And if you're comfortable just like living a quiet life there, Probably no one will ever find you and there will be no need for a Shawshank Redemption, too. Uh, and in Boyd's case, like if he just goes to Mexico and minds his own business and lays low, maybe nothing bad ever happens. But Boyd Crowder seems incapable of doing that. Uh, he seems incapable of keeping a low profile. Uh, and it, it, it just it it just makes me wonder if Raylan is an, is incapable of doing what you said, which is rolling over and saying good for Boyd. Uh, I'd like to think that he's capable of that at this point. I'd like to think that everything he experienced in Detroit, and I'd love to talk to you about this. Like, what is it that you think that uh, pushed Raylan over the edge? Was it the yeah. death by a thousand cuts? Uh, some of all the circumstances, but he gets to this point regardless. It doesn't matter really how. Is there is this the one thing just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in that could pull Raylan back in. It's hard to say, uh, but it seems like it, it, it could be. It seems like it very much could be. And again, it's the Ava factor for me. That means that it could happen. I, I can see Raylan saying, yeah, all things being equal. I don't care, but all things are not equal because Ava and that kid are still out there. And I wanted to give her a shot and I could tell she's living well. And that is worth fighting for. That's worth protecting. Okay, so we've talked a lot about how Boyd's return could impact the future of Justified and even thematically how it ties into Raylan's ending. But let's talk through the City Primeval portion of this finale. Uh, and we get a lot of stuff that you and I were, I think, really uh, intrigued to see how it would be handled, having read the Elmore Leonard book on which this show is at least loosely based. What would it look like for the Oklahoma Wildmen? Um, so now we can kind of like flip some cards over uh, for those who haven't read the book that the story that Raymond Cruz tells at the bar earlier in the season, Raymond Cruz being the protagonist of the city primeval novel is effectively what happens to the Oklahoma wild man yes. uh, in the book. Uh, yep. It's it's him instead of what's the name of the guy that he killed on the show? Uh, Freddie Keck, I think is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that instead of Freddie Keck in the book. So it's like, okay, are we setting this up because Raylan's going to do the same thing? Or are we setting this up because Raylan is going to go another way? Uh, and ideally, uh, if he is going to go another way, hopefully not uh, downward six feet would be great. Right. Uh, but I spent a good chunk of watching these episodes, Antonio, very afraid that it would be uh, curtains for Raylan Givens. I mean, you were telling me before we hit record that you tried to go back and count Clement Manziel's body count. Uh, yeah. And then it's just like a staggering effort to do so. 
Yeah, I mean, if you count the wrecking crew, especially, he's almost like he's at least to like 15. If you believe him that he killed his mother, he kills like four or five Albanians, including Toma in this episode, including poor Skender. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Skender. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Skender. Yeah. Uh, and then, and, uh, of course, and then he, Del Weems gets it like so many people hey, are dying. Hey, that's my kimono. Hey, that's my kimono. Yeah. Hilarious. I belly laughed when Del Weems made his entrance and said that line. Uh, and, you know, Sandy's going to have a lot of uh, she's got a, a lot of red in her ledger, too. Uh, it's it's Manziel pulling the trigger on these people or, or doing the violence ultimately. But Sandy's setting them up, including Del. Uh, so the, the body count is extremely high. At any point, it could have been Raylan. And yet there are these moments throughout where the wild man does not kill. Uh, the first time they interacted with Skender, he didn't kill him. Uh, he broke his leg and he crippled him and he certainly did the things that ultimately led to Skender's death, but he didn't kill him here. He let the old man walk as well. The old man that that found the gun and pulled it on uh, the, the Oklahoma wild man after he would killed all the Albanians. The old man. Why do you leave him alive? Why does he leave this guy alive? It's a fair question. Uh, I the thing about the wild man is he's chaos. He He really like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if an Oklahoma wild man was another term for a tornado because I feel sort of like that's what he is. Like he just destruction in his wake, spinning around, causing damage to everyone around him, but unpredictable may pop up out of nowhere, nowhere may go away. You might, it might level a whole block except for one house. Uh, you see that with tornadoes. So I do question, and, and I wonder if you do, do you think he would have killed Raylan in Carolyn Wilder's home? Yeah. Definitely. A million percent. Absolutely. I do. Maybe okay. not in that exact moment. I mean, he was going for his tape. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was going for his tape. Uh, not a bottle opener as he does in the book and as uh, uh, Freddie Freddy Keck, Keck did in the story. Yeah. Um, but he is going for his cassette. Uh, he is going to play himself for Raylan. Uh, and maybe it's like he's gearing up for a shootout set to the music. But the Oklahoma wild man hadn't walked into a room that he hadn't walked away from covered in somebody else's blood up to that point. Um, yeah. Has no reason to believe that anyone is actually going to raise a lethal firearm at him and fire it. But he did not know the full measure of the man, uh, Raylan Givens. And I don't know. Um, I don't know where to land with Raylan's call here. I think that the show does a very good job of leaving it open ended enough that Raylan is taking the excuse uh, to, to do it, or it's just the training of like, this situation is dangerous enough that if he, he is going for something, I just have to shoot him. Is it just rageful Raylan? We've seen that version of the man sometimes in the past. I think the thing that really uh, strikes me is the Raymond Cruz version of this story in the show is I sleep like a baby afterwards. And I think that what we see on the other side of this is I can't do this no more from right. Raylan. That's a right. big distinction. I think that he probably leaves this series thinking about the Oklahoma Wildman and not feeling super great about how all of that went down, especially when the Oklahoma Wildman's final words are like, you really killed me, chicken fat. Yeah. Why, why'd you kill me? <laughs> why'd you do that? Why'd you why'd do you that? Kill me? Why'd you kill yeah, me? Yeah. You're the Ray Cruz thing is definitely top of mind for me too. Not and probably was for Raylan, right? Because they're sitting in one room and the, and Manzel says, Hey, look, I, I'd like to get a beer. Can I, can we get a beer? And then they go in the other room and immediately Raylan's like, okay, beer. 
guy uh, that I might need to shoot is telling me beer. Where have I heard this one before? Oh, yeah. At the bar when Ray Cruz told me that this same fucking thing happened to him. Yeah, pardon yeah. my French. And no, it's like good. I'm thinking like Raylan. Uh, and if that is if that's what he is on his mind, he's on high alert to begin with. Right. So he's thinking about that. But if you think back to that scene and if you watch it again, Raylan is trying to make excuses for Cruz. It's like, eh, yeah, but that was a good shoot. You know, yeah, he was going for a gun. Yeah. No, I think it was a church key bottle opener. And Raylan's kind of surprised. Uh, and when Cruz is like, I have no problem sleeping. I have no issues. I don't feel bad about that in any way. Uh, it's like I think Raylan probably does feel bad about what happened and probably does realize because at any point he could have shot. Uh, Manzel. He could have yeah. shot him at any point. He could have drawn down on him at any point. And if you think about the Raylan and Tommy Buck scene at the beginning of Justified, he's putting a literal shot clock on Tommy Buck's 30 seconds, 20 yeah. seconds, 10 yeah. seconds. He is creating the uh, difficulty that Tommy Bucks feels he has no way out of other than to pull. Uh, he didn't do that with Manzel, although we got the very interesting scene when he rocks up to that uh, hotel bar or the sorry, the hotel near the airport bar. Uh, and he has the gun with him and he's got it in that wrapper. What's that? Your lunch? Uh, right. It's not my lunch. So the implication there seemed to be like, OK, I'm giving you the option to go for this gun. And if you pull it, I'm going to shoot you. Uh, and Manziel knows this and Manziel doesn't want to die. So Manziel is thinking about it. But you, you don't know. That's another question that's open ended. Like, would this have gone the I keep wanting to say Tommy Bahama way. So I'm just going to say it like, would it have gone? The, would it have got would it have gone the Tommy Bucks? They way? are like, in Miami. So close enough. You know, would we have gone to Bermuda Bahama. Come on, pretty mama with this thing. Um, yeah. But uh, the Albanians show up and break up the fight uh, before the fight even begins. So we'll never know. We'll never know if uh, if uh, Manziel was going to go for the gun. Um, yeah, I can imagine he may have. Um, maybe he wouldn't have because he's smart enough to know that, like, I, I'm at a disadvantage right now and I'm not just going to go and grab the gun and shoot the guy. Like, I'll yeah, I don't want to have to roll twice. Him. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> like, uh, basically that. Um, so right. I, I feel like uh, hard, hard to hard to say. But Raylan having reason to pull on uh, on Mansell like that that tracks but also a Raylan who is mirroring his first kill of his entire career as far as we've known him of the very first episode of the very first show uh that we are seeing a version of that here at the end of City Primeval that he does not uh seem to feel great about walking away from yeah uh, the question that he's asking himself as he tells Winona is not why now it's like why not sooner yeah so this isn't and not sooner as in Oklahoma Sooners right. uh, this is a this is not a Raylan this is a Raylan who has lived through a lot of stuff like this who has put down people that he probably didn't want to or shot people that he kind of feels bad about on some level he doesn't seem like the cops in Detroit in many respects like that's never been Raylan Givens uh, and it, it's it's kind of messed up to think about a police brutality and uh, the killing of it all when of course Raylan's station chief tells him like oh yeah that was a by the way well-deserved pay bump it's like oh so he got a pay bump 
for uh, what was it? Uh, he uh, illegally probably or broke a bunch of laws or uh, screwed over a fugitive when he when he ended up in Detroit to begin with. Uh, the judge threw all that out right away. Uh, and then he shoots somebody who was ultimately not going for a gun uh, and probably doesn't feel great about it and then gets a raise for all that behavior. Right. Like this is not what we want to reward. And maybe Raylan doesn't either at this point in his career feel good about that. It isn't about the money or a pension. He says to Ray Cruz in that scene in the end of episode five, he says something to the effect of like, can you really I just what I really want to know. It's not what's missing from your file. It's it's more just like I want to know what I don't know. I want to know why I don't trust anyone here. Yeah. Why this all feels so screwed up. And part of what happens, which I think also leads to his retirement is, look, the quote unquote good cop besides uh, Sergeant uh, or Lieutenant Robinson uh, there, Wendell, um, who really is kind of over everything. Uh, well, he's only- like he'll quit as soon as he can. Right. He'll quit like, as soon as he can. He's yep. uh, uh, if we're power ranking the cops in Detroit. He's number one for sure. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Because he's <laughs> over. He it knows, too. He he, he knows no like, it. I should be doing this. I don't like this. This isn't good. Meanwhile, Detective Norbert, uh, we know, cracks heads and enjoys it. Uh, He enjoys it. He admits to Raylan that, you know, I've had no problem sending people up when I know they did something I couldn't get them for. But when I could get them for something else that I thought I think they did uh, or whatever, like I have no problem with that. And the thing about it is, Raylan, I think if you actually were honest with yourself, you would admit that they probably realize it, too. Like they know that they deserved it for some reason, even if it wasn't for that one. But what I've never done is what ultimately what uh, the other uh, Maureen did. Yeah, Maureen did, which is, you know, she's just framing an innocent person because she (laughs) wants the win. Yeah, it's like I know what ACAB is meant to stand for, but they really put the A in ACAB and justified city primeval. None of the cops in Detroit had clean hands in one way or another. Uh, and Wendell's that... covered in green tea detritus. <laughs> exactly. Detritus. Sorry. Detritus. One last time. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. And and like ink from matcha like, hands. Yeah. From like newspapers because he's already mostly retired. Just doing matcha, crosswords all day. Matcha hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be a matcha hand. Uh, <laughs> the. Um, yeah. So like all the cops are dirty. Raylan feels terrible about all of that. Raylan, like he just I don't think he feels good about what happened in Detroit, except for I think he has some positive feelings about Carolyn. Right. Everything else that happened in Detroit is not good vibes for Raylan. That was not a good time. Uh, that was bad business all the way around from Stender to Sandy all the way down. Like bad people or or good people uh, got in situations that ended up really badly for them. Uh, and I just think Raylan is over it. I do think he's over it. And why not sooner is a very valid question. Like, why did it take this long for me to get sick of this shit? Like, why did it take me going to Detroit to get sick of this? Uh, and I don't care if I did well and I got a promotion. I don't like being good at this anymore. And I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, and so I don't know if it was ultimately Detroit. I don't know if it was what happened specifically with Manziel uh, shooting what was ultimately an unarmed man, even though he is a monster and has probably killed a couple dozen people in his life. Uh, yeah. But certainly in the course of this show, we know about at least a dozen of them. So I don't know if it was any of that. Uh, I think it's probably a combination of all of it. And I think Raylan wants to sleep good at night. And I think the easiest way for him to do that is to walk away. Uh, and so that's why he does it. That's ultimately why he does it. It isn't so much of a why now. It really is a why not sooner. And the answer is just that he wasn't ready to say he was ready to put it down. But now he realizes like he cannot solve all these problems. I mean, it's not lost on me 
He's up in the middle of the night uh, or late at night. He's planning to sit all night in front of Carolyn's apartment or house. I'm sorry. When they first come together, he's later waiting for Manziel essentially all night in Carolyn's house. Like Raylan cannot continue to do the things that he does uh, in being Raylan in these things. He just can't do it. And he had to send Willa away. It's pulling on him. That hurt him a lot, I think being so deep in this thing and putting her in danger. It's just a combination of all of them. I really don't think it's just what happened with Manziel, but it's everything that happened in Detroit and everything that Raylan's got going on and putting those two things together. It's time to walk away. He's past his prime evil, right? Like, you know, that's sort of it. It's like, I think like uh, there's the exchange that he and Manziel have earlier in the season uh, in their first encounter, I believe in episode two. Uh, where he's talking to to Raylan about like I know guys like you they either uh, like you know they get pulled off the streets but in what you know capacity like in a body bag or what uh, and like Raylan doesn't want to be that guy I yeah. think uh, and if Raylan sticks around he's going to be that guy and like what is he doing this for uh, and whatever he was doing it for before if it's you know Walter Whiteish like I'm doing it for my family it's really Walter Whiteish if I'm doing it for me. And at a certain point, like whatever, like um, value or validation that he gets from that, it's empty throughout City Primeval. Like there's so many ways in which it's Coca-Cola classic Raylan, lots of quips, Timothy Oliphant absolutely killing it. The through line there from Justified to City Primeval of Raylan Givens, absolutely intact. I think both of us agree about that. But this is like a guy who like is constantly exhausted by like the depths of the corrupted process. Uh, And I think that it's really disappointing that Maureen ends up being who Maureen is. But I think that just the system writ large is being greatly admonished in this episode. She stands out for it, but then she flips it back. Uh, She flips it back on Norbert being like, you're lecturing me and It didn't sit super great with me immediately when I was thinking about like Maureen's the one who's being painted as like the super corrupt cop. I saw like Norbert doing racisms like that dude is the worst. He was just doing like full on beatdowns of people who did not need to have like dogs sicked upon them. And it struck me that like, yeah, he's not getting off clean either because we saw all of that. Like we witnessed that. We observed all of that. Even in his hero moment when he's going to Raylan to give him the stuff uh, to go after Manziel, he's like patting himself on the back for throwing people into prison for shit that he cooked up because he knew that they had done another thing he couldn't catch him for. So like he's a piece of shit. This guy is a horrible, horrible guy. And so one piece of shit yelling at another piece of shit does not clean either piece of shit. There's still two lumps of turds at the end of the day. Uh, and Raylan doesn't want to live in, he doesn't want to live in that world anymore. Uh, and like, I think that he's got to know that he like, he's contributed to that. And I feel yeah. like if that wasn't super on his mind uh, going into this show, cause he had a lot of other stuff on his mind. Uh, the original justified is so wrapped up in his homecoming his return to Harlan and confronting all of these ghosts from the past who are now the ghosts of Christmas present. And he doesn't want them to be the ghosts of Christmas future, but these were the ghosts of Christmas future. I think yeah. here in city primeval, he left Harlan alive, which we are told you never will do. Uh, and he managed to do it. Uh, and then he is stepping back into some of the same nonsense 
with some of the same kind of unpredictable elements and realizing, like, as he says to Raymond Cruz, like he wants to know why uh, he doesn't trust anybody and why the whole thing stinks. Ray Cruz's response is like, look at you still giving a fuck like, yeah, how, you yeah. know, you still care. This is crazy. And that that goes against that goes with what you're talking about with the wild man calls it out uh, when he realizes Raylan's kind of old. He's like, well, if you're old, you're one of two things here. And we see what Wendell uh, Robinson looks like. Uh, he's old and he doesn't want to do it anymore. He's just counting the days until he can walk away and quit. He wants to leave it behind. Uh, and he is sort of over it all. And even when Raylan wants to earlier in the season, talk about suspects with him or talk about the case. And like I said, that's one of my favorite moments of the season is that that two-sided conversation they're having where both sides are on a completely different page. Uh, and Wendell's like, you know, I think I, he's telling the story of why he decided to be a cop, and Raylan is interrogating the facts of the case at the same time. And they're both talking to one another, but they're not having a conversation. Right. So uh, Raylan is like, he is so fixated on this, and he was so dialed in like i said he's staying up late at night and realizing like it doesn't really matter what he can do he could put a call in to sergeant norbert leo butts and he can say hey uh you know just so you know uh, i think you should probably go check on these albanians it doesn't matter calls too late more people are dead six more bodies or however more however more bodies were dropped there in that uh, senior center so it's like it doesn't even matter if Raylan cares if Raylan gets the right set he cannot stop this ultra violence and he cannot stop this from happening and like like you said earlier at some point if he comes to the realization that it doesn't matter how much he gives of himself and what he does he has other responsibilities including willa yeah. and he cannot fix everything he, right. he cannot solve this the harlan thing was personal he's passed it that's the part about boyd that does give me pause though mm -hmm. it makes me feel like he would get involved if he realizes it was Boyd for a lot of reasons. I just hope one of them is I want to see Boyd Crowder alive. I don't think that he should die. It's not right. Uh, yeah. and so maybe he gets involved to bring Boyd in alive again. I don't know. Um, but that's the part for Raylan where it's like he's had this moment of clarity and this realization that it's enough time, whether it's during David Keckner's speech about marshals with daughters uh, and the life and all of those things, um, or whether it's just Everything had that happened in Detroit. He's ready to walk away. And I love that for the character. I love that for the character. Yeah. I mean, I think you were right. He can't stop the ultra violence. Um, and you would think that so much of Justified told us that he can't stop himself either. Uh, right. That that was like a big deal for Raylan is like, can't help it in a very similar way to Boyd Crowder himself. Can't help it. But I think you can't stop yourself until Antonio, you choose to finally do it. Yeah, uh, there's the moment where he is, has slept with Carolyn. They're in bed. Uh, the wild man is in the cell in Skender's uh, panic room. Mm -hmm. Everything is done, wrapped up with a nice bow on it. And it's the middle of the night. And guess what? Raylan can't sleep. And he yeah. gets up and he puts his clothes on. And Carolyn recognizes, Ray, get back in bed. She realizes what's happening. And she says, God damn it, Raylan. And Raylan yeah, says, I get, yeah, that, I get a that a lot. Yep. <laughs> he is who he is. Yeah. Uh, he cannot change that until he can. Uh, and once that die is cast, and he does really feel like he's had an epiphany in this moment of clarity where he will be able to sleep at night. Uh, then maybe, maybe, maybe there is hope for Raylan. But I mean, e even in that moment, I feel like he's not going, he's not waking up because he wants to go kill Manziel. 
He's waking right. up because he doesn't feel good about the thing that was delivered to me. This isn't right. This isn't yep. right. We didn't get him the right way. He can't right. just be like wasting away. He's still alive. Yep. And it has been what at that point? It's been like 24, yeah. uh, 48 hours at that point yeah. that he is still in there, like with no food. He's wasting away. There's no bathroom, whatever. Like this guy sucks, but that's not right. Like that's right. not justified. And he can't live with that uh so he has to go he has to go back he has to do something about that and like the Raylan Givens who walks away from the job isn't going to like suddenly not be Raylan Givens anymore you know Raylan Givens walks into uh like a supermarket that's about to get held up and he's not going to do anything about it fat chance right but I do think that like chicken Raylan Raylan chicken fat chance I think uh, damn I think Raylan whether or not Raylan can sleep at night because of the choice that he makes here in this episode, I think is up for some debate, but I think the choice that he makes in retiring and deciding to walk away from this is like, I think Raylan it's almost, this is it's contradictory, but I think like Raylan will be able to sleep at night about not being able to sleep at night. Yeah. Well, Raylan's not only able to sleep at night, he's able to sleep during the day on a yeah. boat. Uh, like he is able to take his boots off, put his legs up uh, and just relax and be bored and sleep uh, and be at board crowder. That. Yes, uh, it's board board crowder. So, you know, that is where Raylan's at. Uh, and I think I get why all the things that happened uh, ended him up there. And I do, you know, I do get that. And I know that the wild man clocked it. He's like, oh, you came back for me. You know, like you came back for me. Like, yeah. you really, you saw you saw I killed Skender. Well, that means that you've been back there. And that means yeah. you came back to help me. And so that's why at least part of me did wonder at some point if I think that if Raylan was willing to let Manziel walk out of that house, uh, that Manziel would probably not have killed Raylan then. Uh, I do think that he had some sort of appreciation for Raylan. He could have come at him at any time. He didn't try to kill him. He did the he did the stuff that uh, was was tweaking him a little bit. They were having fun, uh, but he didn't kill him. And I I just wonder in that moment whether yeah. he, whether he would have allowed he if, if Raylan would have let him. A lot of goading, a lot, a lot of, goading. of goading, like as that door is coming down or right before that door is coming down and uh, Manziel is just like calling out where Raylan yeah. lives like, yeah, that's not smart stuff. Like, no. yeah, like in that moment, he wants he, I think like in that moment, he knows the door is coming down. He'd rather be shot. So yeah, just like, kill me. Yeah, yep. just just effing kill me i am yeah. killing you you know yeah. like this isn't good enough uh right so uh yeah it's hard to but say i want to talk a little bit more about the wild man though uh what do you like this the reason that i find him so unpredictable is of course the show made him unpredictable which the book does as well uh in that sometimes he encounters somebody and there's just murder and then sometimes he encounters somebody and he has a little repartee with them and then there's just murder. More murder. And then sometimes he encounters somebody and they don't die. Uh, in Skender's case, the first time there was ultra violence, but there was not murder. Uh, there is the old guy who picks up the gun here uh, in the uh, in the uh, senior center after many have been murdered, uh, who Manzel just says thank you to and does not murder. He did not murder, much to your chagrin, Josh, David Cross uh, earlier uh, in the season. David when Cross he went and got out there. When he went and got the painting, he could have easily murdered him at yeah. that point. He could have easily murdered him. Uh, he just took the painting and menaced him. No murder. Uh, so there's a lot of non-murder from the wild man. He isn't just this guy who kills, 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 kills. Uh, and so uh, he's a little bit chaotic. And then to add to that chaos, Josh, 
there is the Joker-like shifting backstory of the wild man, specifically with regard to his mother, uh, and not knowing where the facts are on that. How did you feel like that ultimately played as both a character note for the wild man, and do you feel like you know the true story there? No. Um, I don't know. I think I think insofar as the Oklahoma wild man as you observe, may as well be a tornado, right? Like he is this sort of elemental force that shows up at what to us until the show gets picked back up is the end of Raylan Givens's career. Like this ending really contextualizes, recontextualizes Justified City Primeval. It truly is one last case, right? This is my last time on the job, assuming that we don't go after Boyd Crowder for another season of this thing. Uh, and so him going up against somebody who is like, it's not even necessarily that he is Raylan's equal so much as like he is like a shadow version of who Raylan could be. He is sort of this tornado-ish amalgamation of so much of what Raylan has gone up against in the past and represents so much of what's the storm that is in Raylan Givens' own head. Uh, and I think like having him as such a force of chaos in that way being something ju that just like sweeps up so much destruction sometimes it feels targeted sometimes it just feels completely reckless um that i think having his story about what sounds to be the single most like defining important moment of this man's life is like the horrible death of his mother whether at his own hand or by a tornado to not know the answer i think it's it serves the themes of the show better even if it doesn't and I, I was actually going to say, even if it doesn't more clearly define Mansell, I actually think it, it does more clearly define him to not know. Um, I think it's better this way. I think it it adds to the the like the usefulness, the utility of Boyd Holbrook's character is that he is just this thing that will always be out there. He's like the man in black in a Stephen King book, right? He's just like death, the pale rider like that is out there and it exists uh, and you could be rolling the gunslinger, chasing him down as far and wide as you possibly can, but then he'll just show up in like it <laughs> or the stand, you know, like you can't stop Randall Flagg and Randall Flagg in the Justified Universe comes in a few different shades. And in this season, he came in the shade of the Oklahoma Wildman. So I, I love not knowing. I think it's much better that way. And I think it really speaks towards this like climactic culmination of Raylan's career is it's this faceless monster that happens to be wearing B Boyd Holbrook's face. I don't want to know what happened to his mom. It's enough to know that something horrible happened and the horrors of our past inform the horrors of our future. Definitely. The self-mythologizing part for me really hits because this is a guy who acknowledges that it could be a big load of shit that he's telling the story about him killing his mom when he was a kid. Uh, and he acknowledges that maybe it was a tornado. You, you know, it, we know that the, the painting did resonate with him. So that at least reminded him of home. I feel strongly about that. What happened to his mom? Uh, did uh, one of the many uh, oil rig workers that she appears to have uh, spent some time with, did, did one of them take her life and it's repressed and the wild man is too upset that he killed that person? Right. Did he kill his mother? Did a twister really take her away? I do like the not knowing, but but more than the not knowing, I think the the important takeaway is this larger than life in his own head character that yes. is Clement Manziel. He wants to be a rock star, but he doesn't really have the talent. And he knows deep down that he doesn't. And he's afraid to share that with anyone else as a result, I think. 
Uh, and he he just has this like level of outsized belief in himself uh, with regard to that, with regard to a lot of these things. And so he's a self-mythologizer. He's making up these stories around him. Yeah. That's the takeaway for me. It is even though so he's much. so mundane. He's so ordinary yeah. in so yeah. many ways, too, because like his, it, whether or not it's like the self-mythologizing of his mother, the, uh, the other defining trait is that his father apparently was this incredible rock star, right? right. Like had this right. incredible voice. And so he's chasing that. He's chasing the ghost That's of his daddy's DNA. of his daddy's approval, right? Like he right. wants that. He needs that. The kiss from daddy. Uh, and there are so many ways in which is that not Raylan's story too? Uh, that that all that Raylan wanted was a kiss from daddy. All that yeah. Raylan wanted was Arlo's approval as well. Um, how common is that in so many of us? Uh, and so I feel like you know the, the living up to that, the, the living up to that shadow is so. It, you know, it's it's like it sounds cruel to say, but it is it's basic, you know, and I think like applying that to this um, to this monster uh, across the way from Raylan also really helps to reflect careful cowboy. You could be this. You're yes. not so far away. That was always the Raylan Boyd dichotomy. And as we've suggested throughout this podcast, there's no way that with a charming, uh, charismatic, loquacious uh, adversary here that Raylan doesn't see some of Boyd Crowder in, yeah. in Clement Manziel. There's just no way that those two aren't really resonant together in that way for Raylan. But the Raylan-Boyd dichotomy was always like, you can be defined by your circumstances or you can rise above them, or you can try to rise above them, but carry them with you. Uh, and it can certainly impact the way that you do things, uh, the way that you relate to other people, the way that you relate to your work in Raylan's case. And having Arlo out there isn't necessarily why Raylan and became a lawman but if we dug anywhere below the surface it's probably a huge reason why yes. Raylan became a lawman right yes. uh, and having Papa Crowder out there uh, Bo Crowder I think his name was I can't actually yep. remember yep, uh, right. out there for Boyd maybe why Boyd felt the need to self-mythologize in his own way uh, and make himself seem like such a legendary figure because his father was and because the only way I can achieve more than my daddy is to be bigger than my daddy in that regard yes. uh, and so justified at its heart was always a story like this and so the self-mythologizing around the wild man uh, that, that he is perpetuating, uh, it all makes sense to me on some level. Like, it all feels very justified, uh, and it all feels very earned uh, and very connected to uh, the the elements that make up a lot of uh, why we like justified to begin with. So I, too, like the not knowing. Uh, and again, it is what the important thing is, what has the wild man done with himself? And the why of why he did it is there, but... Uh, the what uh, is really it. And this whole time, he's been just trying to score easy money. Uh, the only reason he came back to Detroit, he just recorded some demos. You get the sense maybe it didn't go that well uh, out there in Austin. Uh, if it went well, he would have stayed there. Uh, so this is a guy who is in search of something uh, and needs to prove something to someone about himself, whether that's his father, his mother, who knows. Uh, but the wild man, I think, is a. I think, well, I think all marks to Boyd Holbrook because it was so a good, really, great performance. Really good performance. Yeah, I a agree. Really good performance. Yeah. Let's um let's talk about the rest of the cast. Uh, we've got you know one last shot to talk about Carolyn Wilder, for instance. She got what she wanted, kind of. 
Yeah, it's sort of like the be careful what you wish yes, for. monkey paw. Yeah, the circumstances under which she ascends the throne of the judge's chair uh, are not great. Sweetie's gone. Uh, she lost a friend in uh, her friend that uh, she was a rival for with the book. Uh, and it's uh, Judge Guy is also dead. Like, these are all not good things that happened. Uh, and yet Carolyn does ultimately get what she wants at what cost. Uh, so... There's that part of it. That's rough for her. I really liked the flashback. Uh, not something that Justified has done a ton of. Uh, there's very little of that. We talked uh, uh, offline about this a little yeah. bit. There are a couple moments in the original Justified, either flashes or the beginning of season four's case, uh, a full flashback, uh, but not a lot of like character instructive flashbacks, uh, especially not as long as the one that was at the beginning of episode seven, uh, where we see young Carolyn. We see Sweetie with all his talents on display, like we talked about. Uh, and then Carolyn hears uh, someone basically implying that her father, who she never really knew, uh, she says to uh, Boyd uh, Holbrook later, uh, she says, you know, you killed the only father I ever knew uh, when she's talking about Sweetie. Uh, someone calls her biological father a chump for living the straight life. That's what she says. Uh, and that's what he says. And then later, of course, when we flash uh, to our current timeline, when asked how she's feeling about the wake of Sweetie dying, she says he was a chump. Yeah. She's remembering uh, dead fathers. She's remembering those moments. Uh, and we're seeing that. So I like knowing uh, what what eight year old Carolyn Wilder took in and how that sort of influenced her worldview. She's already dropping F-bombs as like an eight year old there uh, in the bar. And Sweetie's loving that. Uh, and I, it's just it, she's had a lot of rough moments and she is not going to be defined by that negativity. At the end of the day, uh, she will luxuriate in her bathtub uh, and her bathtub is the only thing she put in the house. Everything else speaks to some other failure that was in her life or some other negative uh, negative memory in her life. The bathtub is hers. Uh, and I'm hopeful that she uh, is resting in that bathtub every night after uh, getting out of court. Um, and doing the very little work that judges do. They work like half days. <laughs> uh -huh. Crazy as shit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah, tell me how you really feel. Uh, no, that's how. Yeah. What about Judge Reinhold? Oh, he works. Yeah, at best, he works. Yeah, he works. He's not working day. enough. Not working enough and not working at all right now. Not working at all right now. Uh, do you think that Carolyn comes to Florida? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I guess it all depends on what Raylan does, but. That note was really nice that she sent him uh, the idea that she's thinking about it, uh, that she's kept him in mind. I think they had a good connection that I think transcended a lot of the circumstance that they found themselves in. Uh, and I do think that there is a good possibility that Raylan and Carolyn could continue to connect and bond further over time. Uh, they both are at a similar point in their lives, I think, where they've seen and experienced a lot of shit. Uh, and they're really kind of over it uh, and they're ready to make a change. And in Carolyn's case, she's ready to play the game a little bit. We see that scene with her and I can be a friend to you. Yeah. Someone who's a political advisor. Right. It's not the governor. Uh, that wasn't big Gretch there, uh, but it's a governor. Uh, and it is not. It, you know, yeah. it's, it's not a governor. It's a representative of some partisan uh, connection to the governor who is interested in what Carolyn Wilder can do. Uh, and. Once she's even able to play the game just a little bit, uh, she does that. But, you know, uh, playing the game at all might have cost her a lot of things in this season of Justified. So I do think she's over it. I think that makes her and Raylan uh, good uh, compatriots. They can bond over a lot of this stuff uh, and not just drink Blanton's together, which is certainly no bad deal either. No. Um, but I mean, we are just we're in the finale and she has struck this deal, right? Like she has struck this deal of... 
you can have Manziel and lock him in here to rot away and die uh, and just bring me bring me Raylan and make sure he's fine and we'll walk away and that'll be that. Yep. She has like crossed several lines for herself. Yeah. Pointedly, like Raylan doesn't do anything about that. Um, you know, this is not something that like Raylan is losing sleep over. This is more uh, a, a thing for Carolyn to have to figure out how she's going to live with the fact that she was good with those choices. How do you feel like she's sleeping at night? I think she's sleeping rough. I do. Um, although we don't see evidence like that, of that really. That note feels like I'm sleeping rough. Uh, yeah. That, that note like screams, you up? Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Although she could have texted that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I. She's looking for. She's looking for a little connection uh, to discuss what they've been through. I think there's a world where sleeping well at night or not, uh, she's not like miserable and isn't in great need of help, but would like to have someone that can understand uh, everything that she experienced. I mean, there was only one other person in the room when Raylan shot Manzel, and that was Manzel. Yeah. The Wilder comes right after that. She arrives right after that and sees him dying and does the book thing uh, where she calls the morgue instead of the ambulance, which is a, a Ray Cruz moment there to show he's perfectly fine with the way that that all went down. Um, but, yeah, the, I think she's perfectly fine with it, but she still lives in a haunted house. Uh, hopefully she's moved, um, but she lives in a house haunted by her ex and now haunted by the death of Manzel literally in her kitchen or wherever that was like she, I hope she got the hell out of there because if she didn't uh the tub is not enough you can't you can't be in that tub constantly even though I probably would try um but yeah this is uh I I don't think it's as easy for her and nor should it be she lost people very close to her she experienced great trauma and loss uh so it's not the same for her as it would be for Raylan uh in this moment and what might have been an epiphany or a calming moment for Raylan uh could have come at the expense of one of the most difficult times in her life surely so uh I I have pity for Carolyn Wilder and I hope uh she makes it out of this uh, at least a little bit okay, but she's still Carolyn Wilder. She's still, uh, when Manzel comes into the house and she tells him, you're the only, uh, you know, you killed the only father I ever had, she basically says, fuck your mother yeah. and fuck you. It's yeah. like, she's still Carolyn Wilder to the core. I don't think that has changed at all. No, no, definitely not. Um, how about how this show ended for a couple of our other characters? Sandy gets out of the game. Sandy's not even in the finale. No, she's got a lot of red in her ledger emotionally. And if she uh, puts down the weed and actually spends some time with that, uh, it's probably not going to feel very good, uh, especially if she hears about the aftermath of Stender uh, and maybe the aftermath of Dell. Uh, she did not want violence done to these people. She's still the person who, for some reason, went to see Skender. Such a terrible idea. Yeah. Even though it led to one of the biggest laughs of the series for me when Skender says, you have broken my heart uh -huh. and also my leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, no I just detected. She wanted to go there and try to feel better about it. She wanted to be feeling better about it. She wanted to say, look, yeah, did I lie to you? Sure. Did I set you up to be robbed? Yeah. Did I did I really bait you and hook you in and get you to take me out and spend? Sure. But I never wanted you to get hurt. And I need you to know that. Sorry, Sandy. Like, you don't get to get off scot-free here. You don't get to let your guilt like be someone else's problem like you have to live with that and so i don't think very positively about where she's going to be emotionally but she's not going to kokomo 
She's not going to Kokomo. Maybe she ends up out there in California with Ava somehow. Uh, and she reforms to the extent that she uh, finds a way to make good on that red in her ledger. Uh, but yeah, not, not the best ending for Sandy. But look, we saw what happened to just basically everyone else that interacted with Manziel. Uh, it could have been a lot dead. worse. All the Albanians worse. are dead. Yes. Del uh, Weems is Del dead. Del Weems is dead. Silence with a feather pillow. Uh, yeah, no that was sad. I didn't, that didn't have to happen to poor Del Weems. Did not. Did not. Yeah. What is his guilt? What is his guilty crime other than like liking Sandy? Right. Yeah. Other than being smitten by Sandy. And again, that's the that's the ripple effect. That's what what Sandy has to live with. So at least a better ending than being killed. Uh, but if she really reckons with any of uh, what she left in her wake, uh, it's not positive. It's definitely not positive. Wrapping up here. Um, what did we what did we think? of the question uh, and not the episode, the question, but the question of, was it justified? Was it justified to go back to the story of Raylan Givens to reopen this world, to take one more Raylan Givens starring Elmore Leonard yarn, a spin. Do you feel like the juice was worth the squeeze at the end of these eight episodes? Um, Whether or not we are to get any more uh, beyond the scope of what we got, was it justified to go back to justify In my mind, yes. There's two levels to that, though. The first level is, like, it was justified to make a very good TV show out of City Primeval. It's an enjoyable book. It has extremely memorable characters on the front and side, uh, just people that are out front, people that are populating the book. It's really good in that respect. And it was a fun adaptation. It was a very fun adaptation. A lot of stuff is just, like, note perfect. Like, some of the, like... Uh, the wild man talking to Raylan about I like your sense of humor. Uh, yeah, that, that's the wild man talking to Raymond Cruz about his yeah. sense of humor right before he gets shot. Yep. Yep. And so much of that made it worth it for sure. So there is that level where it's just like, OK, that part works. And I'm glad that that happened. And so that was justified making a television series out of City Primeval, 10 out of 10, no notes, really, like in terms of did they capture the vibe of the book? Did I enjoy it? Yes. Uh, then there's the question of what, how you sort of asked it, which is, was it worth revisiting the story of Raylan Givens and bringing Raylan back into the mix? And I have to walk away saying yes, because I am very happy to see a Raylan that was at peace with himself. Uh, This is subject to change because, of course, the Boyd situation uh, changes the dynamics of where Raylan ends up uh, and opens up the door for that serene piece that has Raylan falling asleep on the boat with his boots off um, jeopardized, uh, that that could be changed. And that's that's a part where it's like we don't need to go back. Like, let the man be happy. Let these people live. Let these people live their lives. So. I like that we got Raylan to a point where he was ready to walk away. Uh, I found uh, having Raylan's repartee uh, with people like uh, Manzel uh, was very much worth it. Uh, repartee, repartee, either way, tomato, tomato. It was a repartee here yes. on the podcast, at least. It was. Uh, and so that's all worth it. And I that part is just like, uh, yeah, OK, a proof of concept. I'm sold. Uh, I guess the only lingering question in my mind uh, is if you made City Primeval with uh, with like the same kind of setup, uh, but you had Paul Calderon playing Ray Cruz and no Raylan in the story, uh, would we have enjoyed it as much uh, or more or or what that is? And I don't think there's any way to know that. There's just no, no way. way to know. Uh, but that Ray Cruz character has so much in common with Raylan Givens in a lot of respects that it made sense to make the two one. Uh, and I really like the idea of the Ray Cruz character in this show being older, 
being someone who had like retired and quit and seeing what the reality of that was like for that character and then watching that happen in real time with the Raylan character. So all of that really worked for me and I'd have to stamp it justified if it were me. What about you? Yeah, I ultimately agree. I think, um, did I need it? No, I don't think I needed it. Uh, I think that if this didn't exist, I would still be like, gosh, justified one of my absolute favorite shows. But a, a huge, huge victory here is that I walk away from City Primeval not feeling any differently about that fact. Yeah, uh, that's right. it's always it's always so hot stovey to to do something like this, and um, they did not get burned, and that's great. And I think that um, it could have it maybe could have been a little shorter. I think for me, like I think maybe it could have lost an episode, perhaps two. Uh, and I think like if we tighten it up just a scooch, like I like it even more. But I think what it does have to say about the lawman archetype, the gunslinger archetype, and using one of TV's greatest gunslinger archetypes, certainly one of, uh, certainly TV's like greatest could be active gunslinger archetypes uh, as the framework to ask some of these questions of like, well, who are you as you're approaching that age of getting, uh, you're not all the way over the hill, but you're at the top of it right now and you're about to start coming down. How do you want to come down this hill? Uh, I think it was was a really worthy question to to ask uh, and to ask it through Raylan. Um, I don't walk away from the final moments of the uh, of the season wishing that it had just been like Raylan versus Boyd again, which I think is another victory. Ultimately, I doubt that that's the majority opinion. I think the majority opinion is probably going to be like, gosh, that scene with Boyd is so great. I wish we had just gotten more Raylan and Boyd to which I say like, go rewatch justified. It's all there. Uh, there's so much there. And if we are so lucky as to get more, then we'll enjoy that hopefully. Um, but I think that putting Raylan in a different context was the best way to advance his story, uh, to advance his character, to tell us something new about the guy. And just as importantly for Raylan to find out something new about himself. Uh, and I think that they achieved that. I think that the vibes were justified. Uh, I think that it felt very, very close, uh, a very close companion to the original show while also being like formally a little bit uh, different and interesting. And like, you know, moments like the tornado sequence that we're seeing just being filmed in a completely different way than the rest of the show. Like there are certain ways in which this just was like a world away from Harlan County and how that was rendered for us in the original run of Justified. So great performances here. Ingenue Ellis, outstanding. Uh, you know, we talked about Boyd Holbrook. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, like Bondi Curtis, like just so many, so many characters that I was thrilled to spend some time with and almost all of them centrally serving the advancement of the Raylan story while also being able to have really engaging stories on their own. That was really successful for me. It was it was a lark in a lot of ways of getting to just hang out with Raylan Givens again. I'm glad that we did it. Ultimately, I think it was justified. I think it was justified, too. Perhaps what happened to Del Weems and Skender was not justified. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I definitely agree but the rest of it with was. what you're saying. Yes. Yep, yes. For sure. And that was the Justified podcast here on Post Show Recaps. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if there is some sort of Boyd Crowder season, uh, stay subscribed to this feed. You never know when we're going to rev this thing back online beyond the justified feed we invite you to subscribe to all of our other great shows that we are covering here on post show recaps which you can learn more about when you go to postshowrecaps.com slash subscribe that's our subscriber hub you can see all of the various shows that are currently be 
being covered, whether it is uh, new shows, new seasons of shows that are happening right now, like Only Murders in the Building, Wheel of Time. We also have all of our ongoing coverage, like Down the Hatch, the Battlestar Galactica rewatch, Community Building, uh, 30 Years Greater, the Ridiculous Movie podcast I'm doing with Rob, and so many more podcasts. So if you want to check all of that out, postshowrecaps.com slash subscribe antonio you got anything else as we say uh goodbye uh to the justified universe if not forever then at least for now one of the things is going to stick with me this is so silly but the way that boyd holbrook said someone else's murder gun uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> about the a murder weapon yeah. uh is somehow going to resonate with me about this show and i'll be thinking about that for years to come no i really i really enjoyed this uh the only real nitpick i would say is i wish it had been shot on location in detroit uh right. i wish there had been a little more specific uh uh vibe Uh, kentucky had the same issues with justified wasn't shot in kentucky uh and so when you could tell you can tell and i feel like uh, as a person who spent a lot of time in detroit and gone there many times and had many fond memories from there um they caught a vibe of detroit in a lot of respects here but i would have liked more detroit in it Uh, other than that i really enjoyed it i enjoyed podcasting with you about it uh if if it comes back uh, and someone else's murder gun is in the mix uh, we'll be in the mix as well. For sure. That's right. All right. Well, the murder guns go into the drawer for now. Whether or not they come out is a tomorrow question. But for now, we say goodbye. And one last time, it was just a Take care.